Welcome to the Main Street Telegraph. Here at MST, I, your host, B, deliver Disney headlines in 15 minutes or less. Perfect for short commutes or picking the kids up from school. Today's trivia question is, how many attractions are currently available at Disneyland Resort in California? Whenever I get any feedback or hear from a listener, that's what I like to start the show with. Shelby posed a question over at the Main Street Telegraph Facebook page. Thank you, Shelby. And she asked, is Anastasia a Disney princess now? The fun answer is technically yes. The lame answer is technically no. It doesn't seem like Disney is going to be slapping the Disney logo on everything put out by 21st Century Fox. And I specifically remember a quote saying that they were going to let Fox do what they do best. Anastasia is a fantastic movie. Quite a few times I've heard people proclaim that she is their favorite Disney princess. Whether or not they knew if she was Disney or not. And that's the thing. People thought and still think Anastasia is a Disney movie. It came out in 1997, the same year Hercules was released, which is the tail end of the Disney renaissance. So you could say that was a really big compliment. But the thing is, it also might have contributed to the failure of 21st Century Fox's first animation studio for feature-length films, which would have made Disney's purchase of Fox more exciting to me. Fox Animation Studios was created to be a direct competition to Disney, and they brought in Don Bluth and Gary Goldman from Sullivan Bluth Studios to head the project. You've probably never heard of Sullivan Bluth Studios, but you can thank them for several classics like The Land Before Time, An American Tale, and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Bluth was even part of Fern Gully, and made The Secret of Nim at his own production studio. And prior to that work, they were both with Disney Animation Studios. Fox Animation Studios only released two films to theaters, Anastasia, which cost $50 million and made $140 million, a success and Titan AE with a budget of about 75 million, though some places claim 90 million, which made 36.8 million at the box office. Yes, that number is much, much smaller. The studio was shut down June 25th, 2000. Titan AE was released on the 16th of that month, and to make it even sadder, the building stayed empty until it was demolished in 2017. At any rate, Anastasia is a Disney princess to me. I think she meets all of the qualifications and qualities and has always been one of my favorite characters. But also, let's not get too crazy with this whole this character is Disney now stuff because I'm pretty sure we can thank 20th Century Fox for Alvin and the Chipmunks and I refuse to go there. If you haven't seen Anastasia, I recommend it. The soundtrack is incredible. I don't think it's on any streaming services right now. Maybe they'll put it on Disney Plus. But for only $3.99, you can get it on YouTube, Amazon Prime, iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. It's definitely worth it. Black Panther killed it at the Screen Actors Guild Awards last night, the 27th of January. Black Panther won Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture and Outstanding Performance by a Stunt Ensemble. Ant-Man and the Wasp and Avengers Infinity War was also nominated for Outstanding Action Performance by a Stunt Ensemble. Emily Blunt was nominated for Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Leading Role for Mary Poppins Returns, 
And fun fact, she did win Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role for A Quiet Place. The Oscar nominations have been announced, and Black Panther has been nominated for Best Picture, as well as Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, Production Design, Original Score, Original Song, and Costume Design. Other Disney films up for awards this year include Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet for Animated Feature, and Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, and Solo, A Star Wars Story for Visual Effects. The Academy Awards will air on February 24th. Disney is also making an appearance at this year's 61st Grammy Awards. Original song, All the Stars, from Black Panther, is nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Rap Slash Sung Performance. And the Black Panther album was nominated for Album of the Year. The Deadpool 2 soundtrack, which only kind of counts, was nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media, and Black Panther, Coco, and Star Wars The Last Jedi nominated for Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media, Infinity War for Best Instrumental Composition. The Grammys will air February 10th. A Zootopia-themed land will open, hopefully by 2021, at Shanghai Disney. The movie was pretty popular in the U.S., but broke box office records in China. Not many details have been released so far, but while the U.S. parks might not see a whole land devoted to the IP, we may see individual rides make their way over. The Walt Disney World Maleficent float that caught fire last May has finally returned to the park. As stated in the press release, she, quote, had some work done, although she would never admit it. If you're in the mood to celebrate, pick up a Maleficent Lime Ice Cream in a black waffle cone topped with purple sugar and chocolate horns. Travel and Leisure recently released an article advising on how to avoid counterfeit tickets in the wake of Tabricia Hendry being investigated for making hundreds of dollars from selling fake Universal and Disney World tickets. The pressure is on, especially with the prices going up every few months, but basically, don't trust anyone. There are only a few ways to score valid park tickets, like the Disney Parks websites or getawaytoday.com. And Mouse Savers is an excellent place to find park deals. There's also orlandofuntickets.com, and deals can be found over at Undercover Tourist. You can find all these helpful links in the show notes at mainstreettelegraph.com. Be careful out there. I thought I'd tell you guys about an interesting tool used in the parks to sort of hide all of the bits that aren't that great to look at. And it's as simple as covering it in paint. This paint is often referred to as go-away green. It helps elements like fencing and speakers to blend into the background. You focus on the more exciting elements and don't really notice that the other ones are there. There is also no CM gray, which is more useful in areas where a green wouldn't blend into the background so well. Some frequent park goers may notice that the Club 33 door is hidden from view in the same way. Before the recent renovations, the door was painted a grayish green, causing those who weren't looking for it specifically to probably not even notice it. How many of you have walked through that area of the park and didn't remember even seeing the iconic door? I know I have. 
but since the renovation, the entrance has been moved and is arguably more subdued than before, painted gray, with a beautiful window above etched with the reworked logo. Next time you're in the park, see if you can spot both doors. Head over to MainStreetTelegraph.com to see the photos and compare for yourself. A couple of weeks ago, I reported on the refurbishments that were set to happen in the coming months, including those on Sleeping Beauty Castle. Besides replacing the roofs, the castle will be getting a new paint job, as well as what Kim Irvine called pixie dust. A little bit of sparkle. Until the renovation is finished, the castle is blocked from view with a giant picture of Herb Ryman's first rendering of Sleeping Beauty Castle. This is part of a larger project, Project Stardust to get ready for the park for the opening of Star Wars this summer. The curbs on Main Street USA are being given slow inclines to improve guest access. Food carts and planters are being relocated to make sure that there are wide enough paths for crowds and their strollers. And guest queues for the Matterhorn, It's a Small World, and Dumbo the Flying Elephant have been reconfigured. The Tropical Hideaway has been opened, giving guests another place to go. And yes, I still need to do a show on that update. We still don't have an exact date for the opening of Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, but we know it'll be sometime in June. This seems like a good time to take care of today's trivia question. How many attractions are at Disneyland Resort currently? So, since we're still before the opening of Star Wars Land, it's about 86. Disneyland Paris is going to be rolling out a wireless payment system called Magic Pass, a blue credit card with an RFID chip featuring Sleeping Beauty Castle. So magic bands, but without the bands. This has been the plan for a long time, but has taken five to ten years to introduce, slowly upgrading hotels and other properties to the wireless systems, allowing you to hold your keycard in front of the lock to enter your hotel room. As reported by Forbes, Disneyland Paris contains 55 restaurants a 44-square-meter shopping and dining district, 5,800 hotel rooms, and 15 million visitors annually. That, coupled with how different things are between America and Europe, as stated by Wencher, director of lodging at the park, you have different entities, different technology, and EU regulations can be different to those in America. That's all for today, folks. You can send any questions, concerns, comments, or criticisms to MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. You can find and download shows as well as view the show notes for helpful links over at MainStreetTelegraph.com. If you want to be notified when a new episode is released, go ahead and follow MainStreetTelegraph on Facebook. Making a post is always the first thing I do when an episode goes up. You can also listen on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and CastBox. As you can see, I've added a few. Let me know where you like to listen, and I'll try to get on there. If you like the podcast, run on over to iTunes and give it a rating. And if you loved it, tell a friend. See you next weekend.